0: Welcome to the Unplug and Plug-In Podcast for Parents, where we explore your relationship with technology, as well as how to help your child develop a healthy relationship with tech and screens, and most importantly, with you. I'm Lisa Honnold, founder and director of the Center for Online Safety, and our mission is to keep kids safe online. I'm also mom to three teens, so I'm right there in the trenches with you. Follow us now at Center for Online Safety dot com slash podcast see you there today our topic is kids and technology i'll be talking about why every parent should be talking with their kids about unplugging distractions and plugging into life a bit about how i got into teaching cyber safety and give you a peek at the work we do at the center for online safety Since this is the first episode, I want to first explain how every episode will be organized before we get started. I'll start with a topic, either alone or with a guest, then offer you a conversation starter to try with your child, and last, share my thoughts on unplugging and plugging in for the week. A new episode will be released every other week. This episode is sponsored by the Center for Online Safety. Our mission is to keep kids safe online. Get your free guide to learn the three secrets to getting your child to put down their phone or tablet or gaming system by visiting centerforonlinesafety.com. Back to our topic, kids and tech. Kids today have no sense of being unplugged from their devices, ever. They have the internet accessible 24-7, and they tend to get anxious if they are disconnected. So much of their life is online, especially as I record right now with so many kids still in virtual school. They wake up, they check their phone to see what's new, get online for school lessons, do homework, connect with their friends, play games, socialize, all online. Screen time is through the roof. But the research shows that kids actually need time away from screens. They need to be bored before they can be creative and we want them to be creative, right? Physically, their eyesight suffers when they look at a screen too much. We know sitting too much being sedentary isn't good for any human body. And kids' brains need time outside of a screen when, when they're not being stimulated. Mentally, there is a direct link between social media use and anxiety and depression. And even if you have a younger child and they're just watching totally appropriate videos, their brain is still being trained to want more screen time and the natural progression of that is to fill any extra time with a screen and never experience that boredom that we know is key to being creative we know technology for kids is designed to be addictive have you watched the netflix documentary the social dilemma it compares scrolling on social media on a smartphone to a slot machine Sometimes you pull the lever on the slot machine and you get lucky, you get something good. Maybe you get a couple of new likes on a post or some extra points for a a game that you're playing. And other times you refresh your screen and you get nothing. It's that randomness that makes social media so addictive. When you get something good online, your brain releases dopamine and you feel excited to see when it's new. And it's not just older kids on social media who are being targeted. It's also us, their parents. And for younger kids, it starts with educational games. And maybe later there's an ask to pay real money for add-ons in a game. We are all being manipulated and it starts early. So how do we help kids know when enough is enough? The best way to do that is by talking about how you are unplugging from the things that distract you from what you want to do. You can model what it looks like to unplug and talk about it out loud. Geez, I think I've had enough screens today. Or, wow, I didn't even realize I've been scrolling for 30 minutes. I am putting this down now and I'm going to look at you and talk to you. I love technology and I am so grateful for it but sometimes it it does, it distracts us from what's most important. Research shows that spending the first 30 minutes of the day without checking our phone lets us accomplish more and puts us in a better mindset to get stuff done the rest of the day. It affects the rest of the day. It makes sense, right? The day isn't starting off being distracted by who posted what online, I gotta go click on this link and then falling down the rabbit hole of the drama the other thing that adults can do is talk about plugging into things that matter helping someone else being a friend plugging into sports and learning and body movement and nature and pets and calming techniques like breathing those are all things that make me feel better what about you A couple of weeks ago, I was part of a youth town hall in Orange County, California. We're going to talk about that in a later episode because I have learned so much from these youth. And one of the things they made time for was teaching all 190 people that were on the Zoom call, teaching them a box breathing meditation. It was so cool to be led by a teen and hearing the teen say, this helps me, maybe it will help you. I got into this work kind of accidentally. Actually, my kids have influenced my work for at least a decade. I've got a 17-year-old, 15-year-old, and 12-year-old. And I'm the kind of person that starts something, realizes it's actually not going that well, and then dives into researching and learning everything about it so I can do better. And when I became a mom, I realized pretty quickly that the parenting strategies I had were not serving me and definitely not serving my kids. And I wanted to learn a new, a peaceful way to parent. I I took all the parenting classes I could get my hands on and fell in love with the type of parenting called positive discipline. What I love is that positive discipline is about connecting with my kids before correcting a behavior. Don't forget, I'm mom to three teens, so I get a lot of chances to practice. So I've been working with parents on parenting strategies and improving their relationship with their kids for a long time. A couple of years ago, I got a phone call that changed my life again. Another mom told me that one of my kids was doing inappropriate things online, posting inappropriate things. I was horrified. I was shocked, embarrassed, so embarrassed. After all the conversations we had about staying safe online and not doing stupid things, not posting dumb things, all of the technology I was using to block inappropriate websites, my kids still messed up and another mom had to tell me about it. From that situation, I spent hundreds of hours researching online safety and what else I could do to keep my kids safe. I needed solutions that didn't require me to be an IT expert because that wasn't gonna happen. When I found simple things, I started sharing them with every parent I could find. So many parents are completely overwhelmed by all of the options in cyber safety. And when you're overwhelmed, you feel paralyzed and then you get hopeless. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this. What I hear again and again from parents is Well, my kid is a good kid. I think he'll be okay. Or, you know, I'm just hoping for the best. My friends, hoping for the best is not a good parenting strategy. Kids are in danger mentally and physically. I'm talking about things like getting cyberbullied by a classmate, getting explicit private messages on Instagram from a child predator, doing a TikTok challenge that nearly kills a child. I need you to hear that the average age kids see pornography is now 11 years old. Even if they don't have their own phone, even if you're supervising what's going on at home, there are too many other places that are not supervised. My cyber safety work with parents ended up with me starting the Center for Online Safety That's my company that works with schools and parents to help kids create a healthy relationship with technology. You can find out more about the work we do with schools and parents at centerforonlinesafety.com. What I know for sure is that paying attention to what your child is doing online can save their life. It literally can save their life. I worked with a family that started out thinking, 15 hours of screen time a day was normal for their 13-year-old boy. He was a gamer and he was obsessed with playing this one first-person shooter game. And all of his friends played, so there was a sense that he was letting them down if he didn't keep playing. And the parents thought, you know, socializing online it's better than not socializing at all. And he's got friends online and yes, it feels a little excessive, but we see some benefit too. As we talked about how the brain develops and how teens still need guidance, his parents started to see he needed some limits on screen time, that it was affecting his health, his ability to do other things, his ability to plug into his family, to pull away from gaming and think about something else. Even his future, his goals had kind of died they started asking him questions and they realized he was depressed. He had actually been having suicidal thoughts for a while. He felt like gaming was the only place he was successful. He was being bullied at school. He couldn't move forward in his life because he didn't know how he needed guidance. Over time with the help of a therapist and the support of his family, he was able to see pockets of hope and the family set up some expectations with his collaboration and and input on who he wanted to be as a person. And this is just one story. Paying attention to what your child is doing online can save their life. To wrap up this conversation, what you need to remember is that your kids need your guidance, your life experience to navigate all the tricky situations online. Here's a visual I'd like to leave you with imagine they're driving down the road, the information super highway, and they get distracted and they start start swerving to the edge of the road where there's a sharp rocky cliff. I want you to be the guardrails on that highway. I want you to have your arms out and be the guide that says you stay on the highway where it's safe. And if you hit the guardrail, I'm going to do my best to redirect you back to where it's safe. Be the guardrail. Now I want to move into this week's conversation starter. Going back to paying attention to what your child is doing online. I want you to ask your child, when you have screen time, what's the first thing you want to do online? If they're under 10, you may think you know this answer, but it changes a lot. As a follow-up, you can ask, how does it make you feel if you don't get to do this? If you've got a teen on social media, ask them, who's one famous person that you're following on social media? Why do you like them? What do they post that you like? Just start the conversation. Let me know what you learn. I would love to hear from you. Our final segment is called the unplug and plug in rapid fire. And in it, I'll share one thing I want to unplug from or plug into this week. This week, I want to unplug from tech when I wake up. This isn't a new one for me. And when I do it, I feel so good. I get so much more done. This is a commitment to no phone the first hour of the day. And I want to plug into this book that I'm reading. And I want to plug into this book that I'm reading Coaching for Equity by Elena Aguilar. Shout out to my friend and coach for youths in the Seattle area. Our final segment is called the unplug and plug in rapid fire and in it I'll share one thing I want to unplug from and one thing I want to plug into this week. This week I want to unplug from tech when I wake up. This isn't a new one for me and when I do it I get so much more done. So this is a commitment to no phones the first hour of the day and plugging in. This week, I want to plug into getting outside, just soak in whatever the weather is, not to work outside, not to do chores, but just to notice what it feels like to be outside. Look around, see the weather, see the animals, see things happen. What about you? It's time for us to unplug for now, my friends. Thank you for joining me today. Before you go, be sure you follow the podcast so you'll get all the latest episodes delivered straight to you. And if you want to suggest future topics or share more of your story, call me. Seriously, leave me a voicemail at 415-737-5472 and I promise I'll listen. Take care and see you next time.